Andrew Langer. WBAL News Radio 1090, FM 101.5, and the WBAL mobile app. So, you know, I had the, uh, the show all prepped yesterday. You know, I go out and celebrate uh, my mother in law's birthday. Had a, had a wonderful, wonderful evening. Kept off, by the way. Uh, as I am uh, leaving to go, we, we, had, we had dinner at this uh, Spanish restaurant, and the Spanish restaurant also happens to have a grocery store, and I left to go and check something because I'm looking for something for my own birthday that's coming up. And I, I wind up spotting a couple of family friends of ours who were apparently talking about me as I was walking through the restaurant like I didn't see them. Anyway, guys, good morning. I, I, this is what I'm saying. So we had the show all set. Get home from the birthday dinner with my mother-in-law, and happy birthday, Nancy, once again. Um, and and I, I, get, I get a text uh, from a colleague um, hipping me to this new kerfuffle. And I'm going to call it that, a kerfuffle between uh, Baltimore City Councilman Ryan Dorsey and Governor Hogan. And I, I can't use the phrase. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. You can go and check out Ryan Dorsey's. Actually, you can check out my Twitter feed to find it. Um, uh, Andrew underscore Langer on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Dorsey used an unfortunate and rather vulgar uh, term to describe Governor Hogan. And I'm, I'm laughing because, uh, you know, I, I, I went back and, and I went back through other show prep that I've done, sort of my notes to go through the uh, history of Ryan Dorsey and my discussions of Ryan Dorsey. You know, and, and I planned in my show prep today for talking about how out to lunch uh, Annapolis seems to be. Uh, the, 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 and, and by that I mean the sort of the, the, the Democratic, the majority in, in Annapolis seems to be completely and utterly disconnected uh, from, from you know, the reality of what's happening on the ground here in Maryland. And, and, I, and I was reminded of, of the great gems of Brian, of Brian, of Ryan Dorsey over the last year. <laughs> Ryan Dorsey, who, uh, who is calling for a, a, listen, forget the $15 minimum wage that's up for debate in Washington right now. Uh, forget the debate over whether or not it's appropriate to include that in the relief package and forget the all the debate about uh, about uh, Senator uh, Josh Hawley uh, calling for uh, corporations, big corporations have to $15 minimum wage. For, forget all that. Ryan Dorsey wants to just blow right by the $15 minimum wage and talk about a $25 minimum wage in Baltimore. Like, like that's going to help the city at a time where people are already out of work uh, you know, Ryan Dorsey. Well, we want to. We need to have a twenty-five dollar minimum wage in, in Baltimore City. And, and then I went further back, and I realized that, of course, yes, this was the same uh, um, uh, Ryan Dorsey. And, and I'm wondering if this is the, the genus behind this, the the source behind this uh, uh, this level of animosity between Councilman Dorsey and Governor Hogan, uh, because Governor Hogan uh, took Councilman Dorsey to task back over the summer uh, for calling for the removal of the Fraternal Order of Police uh, Memorial, the, 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 the statue, the commemorative memorial to, uh, to police officers uh, in Baltimore. Uh, and, and so I, I wonder, I wonder if this is where, uh, this is part of the source of, of Ryan Dorsey's unhappiness. The flap, by the way, the flap right now is over whether or not uh, Baltimore, the city of Baltimore, is being denied its fair share of COVID nineteen vaccines, and 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 the flap between the mayor, Brandon Scott, 
uh, and the governor. And so, you know, essentially, let me let me let me pull this up real quick because because it's 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 important in in two different contexts here uh, as I bring this up. Um, I can pull this up. I can do things. I promise you. By the way, we're going to be joined in a moment by uh, State Senator, uh, 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 which State Senator? State Senator Jack Bailey. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. State Senator Jack Bailey. Um, yeah, so uh, um, here, let me pull this up. So so Ryan Dorsey, uh, in, in response, Jane Miller, our own uh, WBAL-TV's uh, I-Team uh, investigative reporter, Jane Miller, tweeted out, uh, about um, uh, about uh, the governor, the governor at a at a press conference yesterday, saying the city has gotten uh, far more uh, COVID nineteen vaccine doses than they are entitled to. Ryan Dorsey then tweets out. Uh, first of all, he prefaces it by saying, "I know I'm laughing, guys. I got to." Prefaces this by saying, "Lack of decorum warning." Larry Hogan is a lying racist. Unfortunate term. Who can go straight to hell? To which I retweeted it with the quote. <laughs> Hold on, I got to pull that up. I retweeted it with, uh, uh, well, at least he issued a warning. That makes it okay. <laughs> he warned us, so that makes it fun. And actually, it's funny because Ryan Dorsey liked that retweet. <laughs> so that's where we are. We're in the middle of theater of the absurd. Um, that That's sort of how you open up the day here. And... And, you know, far be it for me, you know, to, to sort of to have to make a choice between Ryan Dorsey and Larry Hogan. Uh, but that's where we are. I'll tell you what, guys, we're going to talk about what's going on in the states. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on with uh, police reform. We're going to be joined by State Senator Jack Bailey from District 29. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, by the way. 410-467-9225. Uh, that 410-467-WBAL. That's our phone number. By the way, no, I am not broadcasting this morning from CPAC. I'll talk about that in the next half hour. I am Andrew Langer. This is WBAL News Radio 1090 and FM 101.5. So I uh, got this on the text line. We're talking, uh, listen, we're talking about all sorts of things. Uh, really talking about the flat between uh, Brandon Scott, Mayor, Mayor Scott, and Governor Hogan over, uh, over whether or not uh, Baltimore is getting its fair share of COVID-19 vaccines uh, allocated to it by the state. Uh, Larry Hogan said, Governor Hogan said that they were and, and, City Councilman Ryan Dorsey uh, called Larry Hogan a lying racist and then used a piece of coarse and vulgar language uh, to describe uh, the governor. Um, and and uh, someone texts in, uh, who in the world ever told you that this particular term is a term for a prophylactic? Uh, according to the Oxford Dictionary, this term is described is used to describe a contemptible or despicable person. Please quote Councilman Dorsey's entire tweet. I'm not allowed to I'll tell you that much, uh, so we can get the full flavor of this contemptible and despicable Baltimore City official's character. First of all, you can find the the the, the actual language uh, on my Twitter feed. Um, um, you know, go ahead and check that out. I'm not gonna say it on the air, uh, but but that term. Uh, I was taught, uh, and it is backed up by both the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary and the Oxford Dictionary. Yes, it is used to describe someone who is contemptible now, despicable person. But in the early to middle of the 20th century, it was a uh, actually to late 20th century, it was used to describe uh, that that particular prophylactic device. 
Um, I, you know, that's that's just what it is, and that's how I'm gonna. How, you know, I I could just as easily, you're right. I could just as easily have said uh, a particularly vulgar term to describe a contemptible and despicable person, but it has at least part of its root. It also has part of its root. I went and relooked it up and online. Um, uh, it's root in the in the 19th century uh, with the the filter that was used to um, uh, filter uh, processed sugar cane. Anyway. Uh, but we got this here as we're talking about this because I want to get your response. Uh, uh, Andrew, good morning. I hope you discuss the difference of opinion between the governor and mayor, uh, mainly that uh, Councilman Dorsey uh, called the governor a lying, uh, vulgar term racist. Mr. Dorsey feels immune to repercussions of such things because, of course, he is just talking about a privileged white guy, i.e. the governor. Uh, what do I call someone like him? Back to my day, Mr. Dorsey, you're a little punk. That's from Mike in Saverna Parker. Uh, Ike writes, uh, we should have a minimum salary of a billion dollars a year, then tax them uh, a billionaire. Uh, I'm not sure I could use this term. Uh, Gentlemen of uh, uncertain provenance. Uh, Welcome to Zimbabwe on the Patapsco. Um, uh, Then we go on from here. Uh, Andrew, uh, I see Dorsey as an attack dog for the mayor, Little Lord Baltimore. I like that. Uh, so they can distract from real problems like school failure and corruption, squeegee extortion gangs, sanctioned drug dealings, nearly daily murders, string of high elected officials, high elected criminals running the city. Uh, if the new little Lord Baltimore, I almost said Fauntleroy, Baltimore would clean house, but it seems too many have files on each other. Uh, crime means big money as state and federal money uh, tries to buy its way to safety, but high professional politicians get huge money to run city, but need crime to bring in other government monies. Why have almost a half a million evacuated as refugees to safer, affordable, better managed surrounding counties, swollen with sanctuary uh, from the cancer we call Baltimore City? And that's uh, Glenn in Cecil County. I appreciate that. Uh, The chickens are coming home to roost. This is what happens when you politicize a crisis, when you report data that supports your side and skew data that doesn't. I guess Dorsey is doing to Hogan what Hogan did to Trump. I've got this on the text line. uh, Someone else writes and really didn't like Hogan's response to Dorsey. i got to find that and pull that up. Uh, uh, Mike, I appreciate this. Mike in Prince George's County writes, Oh, Andrew, who cares if politicians are arguing? They're discussing. Um, uh, they're, I'm sorry, they're disgusting. Maryland politicians have many priorities, and none of them is you. The Maryland legislature is pro-tax, pro-criminal, anti-business, pro-equity, anti-taxpayer. Dead last of 50 states getting kids back to school should tell everyone uh, all one needs to know uh, dead last. Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, let's, let's be really clear here. Um, there are all kinds of data uh, in which you know we can use to determine which states are, are are first and last. I don't know empirically if Maryland is last or third from last or fifth from last or tenth from last. What I know is we have to look at the problems that are in front of us, right? I don't need to compare what Maryland is doing to what uh, to what New Mexico is doing or to what California is doing. Um, but the point is we can look at what is happening in Maryland with Maryland students and Maryland businesses and, and everything else that's going on uh, and, and, and you know, come to our own conclusions about this. I'm going to get more into this in the next hour when we're, we're talking about the, um, uh, the relief bill, the federal relief bill. We're going to talk about all kinds of things, by the way, in the next hour uh, with regards to this.
Um, but but you know, looking sort of looking at this, I mean, the reality is uh, that that you know, regardless of how we compare ourselves, uh, the reality is we are making massive missteps. So the legislature, and you're right here. I mean, listen, Mike, the, the kernel of what Mike is saying is, is true. Uh, Maryland politicians have many priorities and none of them is you. The Maryland legislature is pro-tax, pro-criminal, pro-anti-business, pro-equity, and anti-taxpayer. This is what happens when you, when you, you, know, you have transfusions of, of cash from hardworking Americans. This is true in Maryland, and it is true um, – um, um, sorry, a text came through. Uh, this is true at the federal level and at the state level. You know where you are, where you are taking cash out of hardworking Americans and using them to subsidize, massively subsidize, uh, uh, you know the the political interests of of the the you know the party in power. Remember, when you rob Peter to pay Paul, you will always have the support of Paul. Got this here. Councilman Dorsey is a lying dog face pony shelter. Thank you, Mark, for that. Okay. From the New York Times, someone is writing in uh, again. And and I said this. As for the first use of this despicable term, this was not as is popular stated a condom. Rather, in 1812, Abraham Lee's compiled it and it said he referred to this as, as in relation to a straining bag when refining sugar. I said that. I'll put it up on the Andrew Langer show page on Facebook, the etymology of the term, so you can see, you know, that you <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you anymore about this. I I you 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 questioned my knowledge of the entomology of the term. I have offered my my support for it. I've given you the provenance. I have given you the the period in history when that interpretation of the term came into use essentially from just before World War II uh, through uh, about the 1970s. But I'm not going to argue with you about it anymore. Oh, Andrew, when will Baltimore stop playing the victim? No one has enough vaccines. We're gonna, that's really what we're going to talk about when we get back. And I want to know what you think about this, this issue of equity. Right, there is... There is a, a, a certain surreality when it comes to trying to talk about equity. It is a convenient dodge for people like Mayor Brandon Scott and for Ryan Dorsey. Want to know what you think? 410-467-9225. That's our text line. 410-467-WBAL. That's our phone number. I'm Andrew Langer. This is WBAL News Radio 1090 and FM 101.5. By the way, I said entomology when I meant etymology, just to be really clear here as we're talking about language this morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Andrew Langer. This is uh, WBAL News Radio 1090 uh, and FM 101.5. Uh, we're really, we're, listen, we're talking, we've been talking about the, the flap between Ryan Dorsey and uh, Governor Hogan, which is an extension of the flap between uh between governor hogan and brandon scott and it's it is it, listen i get it I'm, I'm, and i'll be really clear here let's let's be fair uh you know brandon scott as mayor of baltimore is just trying to do his best uh to get vaccines into the arms of of baltimore citizenry uh this underscores listen this underscores the problem before we get into the issue of equity this underscores the problem generally with rationed medical care. 
And when you have rationed medical care, there will always be people who will feel that they are not getting their fair share. That is that is the way it is. And it's and it's true with any kind of rationing uh, whatsoever. You know, it, it's funny because I'm reminded this popped up in the news this week. Um, uh, stories about the original Willy Wonka and and um, the, the 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 story about the chocolate river. I, not that I want to sort of go through this 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 whole thing about about Willy Wonka, but the point is that you know um, uh, Willy Wonka is handing out everlasting gobstoppers, and it, it's uh, uh, Veruca Salt essentially accuses Wonka of giving two uh, to Violet Bick. Violet Bick, Violet Beauregard. Violet Bick was from uh, was from uh, um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Getting my violets confused. As Dave would say, I'm king of the violets today. Um, but the point is, is that is that you know you always will get this. You always will get people who will uh, who will cl- declare that that the that the equity is off, that the uh, the, uh, the the rationing is off, the proportion is off. This is the convenient dodge of equity. As I was as I was getting to it, because because you cannot define what is actually quote-unquote equitable, and I am using air quotes as I am talking to you on the air, though this is radio and not television, so you can't see me doing air quotes, which is why I'm describing them to you, right? You, you get down this road of talking about uh, of talking about equity, and you cannot define what is actually equitable. There is no empirical definition for what is equitable. So Brandon Scott can turn around and say, well, it's not equitable. We're not having equitable distribution here. And and that's and that's a that's a problem. Oh, good lord! Mark in Prince George's County writes: uh, uh, Republicans' entire platform is equity. They say they aren't treated the same in general and media. Uh, okay. No. 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 And and, and the reality, of course, is. Is that when you're talking about public public manipulation? <laughs> I mean, Marty, that is. I'm sorry, not Marty. Mark has just engaged in in sort of the ultimate kind of totalitarian Marxist propagandizing because he is he is trying to use two different terms in the same way and trying to confuse the issue between them. That's not how this works. We can empirically demonstrate, empirically demonstrate the different ways in which the popular news media treats conservatives or Republicans, even libertarians to an extent, versus how they treat progressive Democrats and progressive Democratic issues. Given things like how much time is devoted to stories, given to how the headlines are written, given to to the number of headlines and the number of outlets that are out there. But in terms of this issue of vaccines and equity, no, there is no there is no similar uh, measurement here. Got this here. Uh, Kevin Amunction writes, uh, Andrew, my educational background is in law and finance, and I was taught that equity meant ownership. Maybe it's about time someone took ownership of what's really wrong in Baltimore. You know, that's a really interesting issue. I mean, again, you're talking about we're talking about two different two different definitions of the term. Um, you know, equity as opposed to equality in terms of of resource allocation. Uh, and there's a crazy go nuts story. I'll talk about that in a second here. 
uh, that I meant to share on the Andrew Langer Show page today. But I like, Kevin, what you're saying here about the issue of ownership. You know, it, it gets down to, let me, let me sermonize for a second here. It, it gets down to something I've talked about in the past, uh, about, about government policies that empower versus government policies that disempower people. Uh, empower people to act in their own self-interest, to act in their own self-betterment versus those that, that serve to disempower people and require them to be more reliant on the government, which, which, which you know, I, I long said, and it gets down to something I really had meant to talk about early on today, which is this concept of you cannot reconcile liberty with anti-liberty. When government regulation is expanded, uh, individual rights are diminished. It's, it's just the way things go. But Kevin raises the interesting point about this, and there is something subversive, I'll say, uh, about the issue um, um, uh, about about changing the term so that equity no longer means ownership. Yeah, it, it gets down to a real a real problem we have in Baltimore, and to sort of make it Baltimore centric for a moment, really truly Baltimore centric. Uh, in that if you don't have a vested interest in 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 your own self-betterment, your own self-improvement, uh, or in the self-improvement of the community around you, if someone has made you a victim but but also is trying their their darndest to put you on a on a on a perpetual cycle of reliance on governance and government that that takes you out of the mix for the concept of of, of self-ownership. I mean, Kevin, listen. I wish I had a prize closet uh, uh, because I would I would be sending you something. Um, um, I, I would be sending you something, you know, for that, you know, or really a a, a brilliant thought of the day. Uh, I, I, Glenn writes in Andrew with ration care. We get a taste of Obama, Obamacare too, uh, Biden Care one, uh, possibly our first step into nationalized social medicine. Well, listen, this gets into uh, you know the the entire COVID nineteen situation. And and the uh, the implementation of the Great Reset. Uh, listener Bob had had been emailing me about this, messaging me about this, uh, pretty consistently in January and February. Uh, and we are very much seeing it. We're certainly seeing it with uh, we're, well, we're sort of seeing it at the local level, at the state level, with with some of what's coming through um, the the legislature in Annapolis. Uh, but but you know certainly coming out of you know what's in the COVID nineteen relief bill. In the next hour, I'm going to talk about that. I uh, got this here. Mike writes, uh, um, uh, Mr. Dorsey said what the mayor uh, w- would like to say. Uh, lack, w- lack of equity means you're a racist. Um, somebody else said this. I didn't say this, but uh, somebody else wrote in that uh, that uh, 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 this texter agrees that uh, that other texter is correct, that Dorsey is the mayor's attack dog. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is where we are. Um. Yeah. Well, listen. Again, we'll 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 talk more uh, more about this issue of 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 equity down the road. I, I mean, essentially, here is the problem. Here is the absurdity. This is what it gets. This is sort of my final thought here. That regardless of how many vaccines, uh, Baltimore was going to get vis a vis the rest of the state, because equity is not clearly defined. The mayor. And Councilman Dorsey can turn around 
and and declare the situation to be in, inequitable regardless of what is actually happening. And, and that's and that's a problem. Some final thoughts on this. Not some final thoughts when we come back. I'm Andrew Langer. This is WBAL News Radio 1090 and FM 101.5. Our good friend Herb in Easton writes, the ultimate goal behind the movement to defund reform police departments in major cities is to render them unworkable, uh, which will pave the way for a new D.C. solution to, res- to the resulting chaos in the wake of the collapsing local order. Uh, a national police force. Germany did that in the early 1930s. The, uh, the German state police, or Geheimstaatspolizei, or Gestapo for short, the statists are always seeking to create new problems for which their solutions will give them more power. Federal police are not answerable to any local controls. The goal uh, to lead to uh, direct D.C. political control of every person. Nirvana for control freaks. Listen, I saw Escape from New York. I know what the United States police force can do. Listen, we're going to talk about federal policy in the next hour. We're going to be joined by our good friend, Scotty Nell Hughes, host of News Views Hughes. Uh, she's got some very, I know she's going to have some very interesting thoughts on the fact that we bombed Syria this week, something that I talked about yesterday. Uh, also, you know, some of the other uh, the, the, the other sort of breaking news items about relief, et cetera, et cetera. Going to continue to take your texts, continue to take your phone calls, uh, 410-467-9225. Uh, that is how you text the show. Uh, 410-467-WBAL, that's how you call us. Also going to be announcing, I'm going to be uh, speaking at a meeting in Frederick County in a couple of weeks. I'll tell you all.